Hi, I'm Ryan O'Hara, CEO and founder of Pitchfire. You're listening to Take Me Off Your List, presented by Pitchfire. They pay us the big bucks, and if you use them, they'll pay you the big bucks to get paid to get pitched. Take Me Off Your List is the rally cry of millions of B2B professionals out there. This podcast tackles all kinds of things around go-to-market. So whether you're in marketing, demand gen, sales, or just like the sound of my voice, you've come to the right place. Let's get started, shall we? Hello, everyone. This is my podcast voice. This is Ryan O'Hara here. Obviously, this is my real accent. My real... <clears throat> well, I don't know. Something was in my throat. That was really strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Take Me Off Your List. This is literally, I think, what our second episode we've ever done. I accidentally, or third episode, but second one where we intended to do it. I somehow pinned myself as a speaker, and I don't want to make it the Ryan O'Hara show, but I do want to talk about this... Um, I, I think the big thing that I w- would like to say is last week, there is a really big story that came out. Outreach sent an email out to all their customers basically saying, hey, uh, <laughs> outbound prospecting is not going to work as well as it used to. And it made me think, why don't we go dive into this? And I found patient zero. I found the guy that got this out on the internet first. Everyone else, and you know, you know what's funny is, I know other people took the post from you because they all stopped their post from the same exact screenshot that you took from your email. In fact, including me, I'm part of the problem. Everyone say hi to Matthew Roberts. What's up, Matt? How's it going? Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's funny to to put it as patient zero because that makes it sound super negative. So I don't (laughs) know. Maybe it is. I feel like it's like 28 days later and I'm a zombie, but um, yeah. That's the way it goes. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so for people that don't know, Matt, do you want to tell people like, I know, I know you from your chili piper days, but like, or chili pepper, chili, I always say it backwards and screw it up and I feel stupid. Piper. No, you yeah, got chili piper. piper. Right? I had it, but yeah. it feels like the logo is a pepper. So it's like, you know, you That's never know what to do. Um, anyway, I know Matt from those days when I worked at lead IQ, but, uh, do you want to tell people what you do now? Yeah. Um, so yeah, to your point, remember you very well, uh, from lead IQ days. I think you're actually met you really, really early on um, in my tenure there. Now I'm over at Mosaic, uh, built out the the BDR function here. Uh, Mosaic's a strategic finance platform that integrates with kind of all of your tools, your ERP, gives you a single source of truth, um, you know, specifically for B2B SaaS businesses right now. It's rolled out a new like AI tool for it as well. So for all those small and lean finance teams, um, it helps you live a easier and more strategic life. Yeah, cool, man. And I love your logo, by the way. I think you guys have, like, when we were trying to figure out our Pitchfire logo, you guys are one of the logos I screenshotted that I liked. Wow. I love yeah. that. I'll have to let, uh, fun, let our team know. They'll, they'll be excited. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. They got, like, this little, like, cool gradient M with a bunch of squares. It's just really cool looking. Um, So last week, Outreach sent a huge email out to people that basically talked about how Google and Yahoo had contacted them and said that, hey, you can get taken uh, and put on a blacklist from your whole company if you exceed a couple thresholds that were in there. Do you remember what they were? I'm, go- I'm going off memory. I didn't open it up before this, but. Um, it was like over 5,000 emails from that domain um, and having like a 0.3% or higher uh, spam or abuse complaint rate, which I think that's the one that really freaked people out because that, and that, you know, means three of your thousand emails someone doesn't like and your domain will get like blocked or shut down for the day or whatever. It's pretty vague, but yeah, yeah definitely freaked out a lot of people. But I'll put it in perspective for you, right? 
let's say that the average company has their, how many, how many emails do you think your team sends out a day on your SDR crew? Like they're probably reach out. How many do you think? Three to 400 a day. And there's 11 of them. Yeah. So you start doing the math out, dude, why couldn't you say a hundred? So the math would be way easier for us to do on a podcast. You jerk. (laughs) Um, But like, let's say you do the math out on it. It's very easy to hit that, that 3000 or 5,000 threshold. Um, I think it's five, right? It was 5,000, I believe. And then 0.3% spam complaints. So that means that if you email a hundred people or 300 people, you'll, you get one complaint. That's enough for you to get put in the doghouse. So we, we obviously have been talking about this for a long time. I think the, the key to this email and what we wanted to kind of brainstorm here is, is outbound prospecting going to die? I, I obviously, I have some thesis and some perspectives on it um, and you do too. And I think we should talk about that and kind of air it out with people that are listening to this in case you run a go-to-market team and you're supposed to get 40 or 50% of your revenue from cold calling, cold emailing and LinkedIn messages. And you just found out that your team can't send a certain amount of emails and emails have a limited open rate. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, great question. Um, so to your point, there's like a lot to unpack there, right? So that whole 5,000 number that includes like marketing emails, it includes like, you know, customers. It, there's so many things in there that kind of throw it out for a loop. So to your point, even like a small, and I'm not going to say we're super small, but a smaller team, like it still affects us. And you talk about the large orgs. I don't even know what to do there. So from cold outbound, is it dead, you know? No, I'm going to say no, but is it changed? Absolutely. Um, I think there, you know, I've seen very few changes over my last seven, eight years in this world, but I do remember some of them. And it, and what it does is it just changes the way that you you work, right? Like I don't ever remember having spam issues or your don't, your Google's blocked or anything like that when I first started. I don't think that was a thing. And I'm sure we were spamming people all the time. They just have to make these little iterations to, you know, protect people uh, protect their inbox, whatever. And, and we've seen email deliverability and domain health be a larger topic over the last three or four years than it ever was. I didn't know what it meant uh, five years ago. So is it changed? Absolutely. Is it dead? No. I think, you know, to what you said a second ago, LinkedIn, cold call, uh, inbound in general, direct mail. It's just like you have to now truly multi-channel and, and people have talked about this forever, but now it's a, you know, you have to. And I'm excited for this change in a way because it opens up new opportunities, your company being, you know, a new opportunity, as does uh, just being a better prospector and better email writer and using more relevance and personalization. And so, like, that's what excites me because I've been trying to make this team that way and and Chili Piper that way um, because I knew that's what was going to make you successful. But now it's like, you kind of have to play by the rules because that's how they've made it. And I think it will like, you know, quiet people's inboxes from all the spam, which is like actual spam that we get every day where you're like, yeah, that's terrible. Um, I get people telling me, Hey, look into this for something that's completely irrelevant to my role, completely relevant. And it's just like, this is bad. So I think it will protect a lot of these like orgs or companies that are doing things the wrong way. Um, it'll flag them a little bit better and it'll help people who are doing it the you know quote unquote right way. So obviously the, it's an opportunity for pitch fire a little bit, but like, I also look at it from a perspective of doing sales development and I kind of think it changes the game a little bit so that like you can kind of th- work and act like a marketer when you do your prospecting. Like that's yeah. sort of a way to think about it. Um, we spend, let's say an average SDR is making 60 to 70 K a year plus commission. They're bringing in deals for people. 
the thing is, none of these people grew up and said, boy, I can't wait to work in sales and cold call and cold email templates to people every day. Um, we're all thinkers. That's why we're doing this. I think it pushes prospecting to be more of an art. Um, our whole thing that I kind of spin it as for Pitchfire is that like, if you submitted a pitch on Pitchfire, uh, for people that don't know, it's a place where you can pay a prospect to respond to you. Not trying to plug, I'm just explaining it for the context. The big, the reason it becomes more valuable for us is if you take more time to make a really thoughtful pitch for someone, uh, you want to make sure that they see it and and respond to it. That's the worst thing is like, you go do something really cool. Like I used to do these, I, I've done a ton of crazy prospecting things over the years. Like I it used songs. to take my, yeah, I used to make, I used to take my piano and I'd like bang out 12 songs for prospects and then send it out to them. And I'd book it like 30 or 40%. You know what I never tell people? The other 70% that wouldn't book were people that just never saw it. Like, and that's super defeating for people because you're a rep and you're like, my job is to get, do some excellent thing to make a good first impression with these people and they don't even see it. I mean, uh, email deliverability has also been an issue too. Uh, there's been estimates that one in three prospecting emails that someone sends out to someone doesn't hit their inbox. So that's a big issue right there. Um, stack that in with like, a good way to think about email deliverability is it works like a credit score. If you have no credit, you can't get a loan. If you have bad credit, you can't get a loan. If you have good credit, you can. What this does is it basically just puts a, something that's already sort of been happening anyway. It's just now it's been announced by a company that's enabling it. Uh, I Do you guys, so, so you guys are going to be doing stuff with direct mail a little bit more. You want to talk about that? Like what are some ideas that you have there? Well, yeah. So funny... I like that credit score analysis in there or analogy. I've never heard of that, um, but it makes sense. The interesting thing here is like we had two or three reps that started probably four or five months ago that, and again, things have changed very drastically quickly. We had, you know, warm up the domains for the new reps, ramp them up slowly. And then, you know, after a few weeks, a month or whatever, they're fully ramped. They can send out 300 emails a day, whatever. We were using our own domain which everyone would always be like, hey, don't do that. Get the aliases going, whatever. Things were fine. Then we had two or three reps that started in August, and yeah. two of them were just like getting hit constantly. Like shadow banned is what someone referred to it as like they're on some sort of list. Our domains, like health, mosaic.tech, fine. These two reps, they would get you know disabled. We'd enable them. They wouldn't send an email. Boom, they'd get disabled again, same day. And I was like, this is crazy. I've never seen this in my life. So we already started kind of reaching out and saying like, hey, we need to figure out, you know, some whether services or doing it on our own, get a few different alias domains, get things down really low, warm them up manually, do a bunch of that stuff. But also it was, we also just need to now start leaning more into LinkedIn. We need to lean more into making our dials. We need to lean into like other creative ways, direct mail. Um, and so I think really, again, back to this whole like message and, and the timeline on it, February 2024 um, is when it kicks off. I think this sort of just like created more urgency because it's something that we needed to do anyways. And we put it as a Q1, Q2 project. And now it's a January 2024 project. Like we need to have it done by then. Yeah. Um, and so with that is like, yeah, making sure that we are trying to start to do some sort of direct mail, really, really targeted campaigns. Granted, I also think this helps us because we already are a very niche product. Like I would yeah. tell us when people are trying to sell me something like you could find hundred thousand more leads. I'm like, no, we couldn't. We know who we need to reach out to. We're not fortune 500 like enterprise, but we have seven, eight, 9,000 accounts right now that we know we can sell well into. That's not that many. That's like less than a thousand accounts per BDR to work through. So 
get creative to your point, get focused, end up in the, in their inboxes, which hopefully this thing again does help because the spam filters, yeah, they're still there, but like we're doing a better job, our domain health, because we're going to start kind of from this new scratch. Everything's going to be more personalized. We're going to do a better job at landing in, in their inboxes. So get in front of the right people, say the right things, stay persistent. So yeah, it's, I, I'm excited for the change again. Like I think it's going to be a good thing from a, a few different angles. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give some, let's give some ideas of living in a world where you can't hit the, vo so if we zoom out for a second, the reason this became a problem is because reply rates and re connect rates on phones have just continued to go down every year. Uh, you used to be able to rip off a template. And if you had a really good one for a targeted audience, you could hit back with a five or 6% reply rate. And then half of those would be positive and you'd book them in the other half. You'd do some fandangling and try and see if you can convince them to take a meeting or something. Um, over time, the issue is it just became with all these companies buying sales and in, in, engagement, it just became too easy to rip off hundreds of emails a day. And it's hurting the user experience of using these products. I, I think that like, let's pretend that you only have 30 or 40 of these that you can send a day for your team. What do you do with those 30 or 40 touches? I actually think that one of the ways that I would think about it is you could actually use each of your sales development reps or account executives. I know some people don't even have the SDR function. They just do AEs now for prospecting. Um, you could use them and just have them be personalities and go do stuff with people that you're trying to target with. If I go sit on a podcast with Matt, Matt, if you had me on your podcast, let's say you had a podcast and I hung out with you for a quick 10 minute episode talking about this, right? And then you're like, hey, by the way, are you guys looking to get some help with some of the financial services stuff that you're working on? Like, I'm good. if I do a podcast with you, I'm going to listen afterward. I'm like, yeah, sure. What am I going to be a jerk and be like, no, I knew there was something up with this. This is a trick. No, because like everybody's got to do career branding, even if like the average person's only in a company for a year and a half. So like you have to stay in news feeds and do stuff. And if you're featured on places, it helps build up that portfolio and makes your LinkedIn look more baller too. Um, every rep can yeah. do that. They're all like your reps are amazing at talking to people. That's why they got hired. Right. And they're amazing at listening. Yeah. So that, that's, I, I, that's one trick you could do. It's not even a trick. It's just like a, a tip. You could like have, have each of your reps be like, Hey, this quarter, I want you each to start a regular video series on LinkedIn. And I want you to ask a prospect one question, record it. Uh, marketing will outsource on Fiverr and we'll cut these down to be two or three minute videos that we put up on LinkedIn every week and you put them on your profile. And then you give that person that file and have them shared and put on their profile too. And now you're getting in front of all the people that they know too. And you just use your reps as marketers. It's not that terrible of an idea. I love that idea. And it's funny because I've had like two or three reps here and a lot more probably at Chili Piper who would bring up the whole, like, I want to create my own brand or I want to create my own thing on LinkedIn. And I'd always be like amazing for multiple reasons. To your point, one, your personal brand, take that everywhere you go. It's your LinkedIn, show people who you are, that will get you a new job or promotion, whatever. The second part is, yeah, use it to create your own inbound funnel. So to your point, become a marketer in a way. And I'm like, you know, not every single post has to be about finance. Not every single post has to be about whatever, but yeah. When you do start to do that, you will create people who come to you to your point, if it's a little more like focused and, and you are you know asking a finance person a question and posting that that's awesome because you will start to create like referral business as well. Um, so I'm a huge proponent of that. And to your point, I think this does definitely allow more creativity and in, in ideas and 
um, ways to channel and, and use what tech we already do have that has nothing to do with email. And the best reps will do stuff like that for sure. Like I know random reps that I've seen where I'm like, oh, I remember this person because they made a really cool music video or something like that to yeah. prospect somebody. And now it's all I can think about and I'll leverage like their creativity when I'm like talking to reps about what, what do I need to do? What can I do? I'm not getting my email replies. I'm, I'm like, I've never seen you try this out. I've never seen you even do like tag. I always say this, tag the prospects that you, you know, have been like, they're right there. And then there's something that's relevant and you see it on, on LinkedIn, like tag them in that. Like it's such a minor thing, but that will stand out. Um, yeah. So yeah the, I, the, the way of yeah. moving off email and using LinkedIn, like we're not just saying, Hey, go use InMail. Actually, I've seen a lot of data that shows in-mail data isn't great, like compared to email. I, I never recommend in-mail. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, I kind of feel, I feel like the best results I've had with in-mail is using it like chat. So like, I just yeah. go, hey, I literally have written an in-mail that says, hey, and people write back. Um, but if you're putting stuff out there that's regular, what happens is when you get in their inbox, let's, pre- let's ignore the volume number, the 5,000 emails a day thing for an organization. If anyone's wondering how that works, by the way, what they're going to do basically is they're going to say, we have 35 million businesses that use Gmail. If I see that you've sent more than 5,000 messages to these 35 million people and they're all from your account, we are going to block you like, or we'll, we'll block that. The volume aspect is interesting, but the other part is reducing spam complaints. If someone sees your name over and over and over again on LinkedIn, and then you write them an email, they're not going to report you for spam. That's the other aspect. I'll give you a really good example. Um, I, I, I'm kind of buddies with him, so it's a little different, but like I've done a bunch of stuff with James Buckley who works at Sell Better. And James does webinars all the time. He, we used to both sell into the sales space. So I, you guys probably actually worked with him too a lot with doing some stuff at Chili Piper, right? Yeah. Like a, he, um, Buckley writes, I, I'm on Buckley's email list for stuff when they're doing events for Sell Better. I never reported a spam. Actually, I like a lot of the content. They're really short and sweet and to the point. But I don't unsubscribe from Buckley's list and I don't report it for spam because it's because I've I've interacted with his brand. If I didn't know him, I'd do the same thing, by the way. Because I'm like, I'm peppering it. I know who this person is. There's like this little grassroots movement thing that you can do that's homemade a little bit. All of us can do that. You have your phone. You can make content in two seconds. What are we? All my videos I've put on LinkedIn today. I have a 4K camera right now. I'm using for podcasting, but that's just because I don't want to risk someone calling me on my phone with the recording. I record all my LinkedIn videos on my phone now. It looks yeah. way better. You get a couple lights. You set it up. It looks it looks smooth as hell. This mic is 300 bucks. The and you could get one cheaper too. Some people just have a, like your headset's fine that you're using right now. Um, so there's that aspect too. Like you can create content. Um, the other thing that I like having fun with is I've been doing an experiment where I make prospecting videos for a whole account and I just throw it right on LinkedIn. So like, oh, I don't email it. I don't email it with Vidyard or Loom or one of those. I literally just like anybody knows someone that works at Infoblox. I made this video for them, uh, tag them below. And so they can see it. And I love it. Cause I'll go click into the video views like a day later and see, they show you who watched it from companies and I'll see like eight or 900 people viewed something from one company. It's awesome. I love that stuff. I mean, yeah. it's it's funny because to your point, like it's it's the marketer brain, but realistically, I think the best or a lot of the most successful SDRs, BRs, prospectors I've ever met have that. And like there are very marketing. It's not, it's like a perfect blend of marketing and sales, right? Like if you're an account executive, you're probably 90, 10 or 100% a salesperson. 
if you're a marketer on your end, you're probably majority marketing, but you still have that blend. BDR, SDR, that's also why you see so many times where it's like they can report to the VP of sales, they can report to the VP of marketing. Like there's a lot of SDR teams that report to marketing because I think you are a mini marketer. I always talk about like the reason we are successful here is because our marketing team does a great job at creating awesome content that we then repackage and deliver and like use from a value add standpoint. All of our like messages have content in them that the marketing team's created. So to do what you just mentioned of like making a video and posting it and being like, you basically just made an ad, but you put it and it was personal and it was genuine and it's hopefully like creative and fun. Like I always do look at this role as a mini marketer for sure, but also I love the like creative and content creating aspect of it, but not many people take advantage of that. And to your point, I think a lot of that will start to come because of, well, now I can't rely on my email as much. So I got to figure out some other ways. The magical part too, is if you have an army of BDRs or SDRs that are doing this, you're going to have, you're not only going to have uh, it help you with generating business. You're also going to have it with reducing churn. If I Absolutely. do something with an SDR, you can have a customer you just close and be like, Hey, my friend, Jenny on the team, she's really smart and loves talking about forecasting. Would you go on and talk to her about forecasting for 10 minutes on a call this week? And they're like, you're going to publish me. You throw a mosaic logo up at the end. Jenny, the SDR has the person on. I hope you have a Jenny on your team. Shout out to Jenny. <laughs> um, Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Jenny comes on. You go you go film that thing. And that person's going to feel like they're friends with you guys. So next year when the CFO's like, hey, we might churn or we're not sure we will replace this or something. Be like, no, no, no. They're good people. I want to be with them. I want to keep working with them. 100%. It helps from churn. It helps from um, hiring. Like the amount of, you know, and again, to pull in Chili Piper, like you get people that are applying all the time because like I've seen all of your people on LinkedIn. They're not like I saw your company brand. They're like, yeah. I've seen all the people that post and I love, like I want to be a part of that. It looks fun. It looks exciting. It looks very like, you know, collaborative, whatever it is, it helps on every aspect. I've never seen it hurt a company unless you're like <laughs> doing things that you probably shouldn't be doing on, on social media in general. Like it's only going to benefit you as an individual, your company, your team um, in a lot of different ways. So I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, do, more of it. I, I do know, Matt, I believe you have to go, right? You have another, you got, you got, you got some deals to close, some crazy stuff, some pipeline. Six, six minutes, six minutes. All right, cool, cool. We got six minutes. I want to ask you two more questions that are really great that I think fit for you because of your leadership position. How do you train SDRs to be able to do this stuff? Like, what are the talking points? How do you get them in, infused to have business acumen? Because a lot of them are kids out of school that like, you know, they don't know what a fax machine is. That happened, by the way, last week. My wife had a meeting with somebody. It was like, hey, I need, she works in human services. She was like, hey, I need you to fax something because they, they can't do it online because of HIPAA and stuff. And the person like had no idea what the facts was. They had to ask after the call. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I uh, I haven't used a fax machine in like 15 years, so I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't ever want to use it again. But. Same, same. I like I like it. Um, so you do a lot of training on calling and emailing and stuff. What are are there like talk tracks that you think you could deploy on your team to like have it so that they're all kind of great speakers repping the brand and saying the right stuff? It's a really good question. I would say like, I'm not a professional in, in, in that. I, w I wouldn't say like I have the best practices there or I have a training down to it. The other tough part, and again, I think you try and, and you know what, from a interview, um, like ramping onboarding process, like this might be something that then is a new skill that you do look for, which is 
create like more creativity than in the past creativity in the in you know previously was just like email specific but like maybe this person made a really cool video and i can see like oh they actually want to do more content creation that's a new you know attribute that i really want on this team so because the reason i say that is it's tough to like not say force but like push that on people who don't want it like i would always say and again like we've done trainings on social selling and i've said to what we just talked about earlier it's only going to benefit you as an individual and in this role but you can't make somebody do it right like i i'm a film and media major and you're obviously always creating content so like me innately love i love this there's people who are like dude i want nothing to do with that (laughs) and you can't force them to do it but you can say it's only going to benefit you i'm here to help you but again, like the consistency part is so hard. And a lot of people I've seen try it and they do it for a few weeks and then they're like, yeah, F this, I'm done. Um, but what I do think is like it's a skill set or an attribute that we might start to look for more going forward when hiring for this role. We used to do something at Lead IQ called Social Sell O'Clock, where we would block an hour off for everybody on Fridays and basically say, use that time to make content for social for the following week. I love and that. Yeah, it's like an easy little thing you can do. Um, if someone's not comfortable doing social, by the way, or maybe they're not good on camera or they don't want to do that stuff and it freaks them out, have them write. You know what I'd kill for? I'd kill to have an SDR right now that would put on blog posts sometimes. Like, I'll give you a really good example. If I emailed someone and said, hey, you should use Pitchfire, and they reply back and say, hey, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with an inbox plugin, I would love to them be like, hey, you know how to respond to that objection. Go make it a blog post. <laughs> like turn that into a blog post, get a third, go ask a customer to give a quote about it. Like you just made content for me. And now you can share that blog post with people uh, when they give you that objection. And guess what like happens? That. They click the link, they go to the blog post, you cookie them, and then you retarget them all over the internet to come back eventually and become an inbound lead. Yep. <laughs> guess who gets dibs on that if your CRM set up correctly? You, because right. you're the person that just did all that work to get that person in. Exactly. So, we, I think a lot of this is going to, the big change, well, we're definitely going to have you back on, Matt, to like talk about this stuff a little bit more. But um, like for today's episode, I think a good way to put a bow on it, if you're listening to this and you're hearing the outreach news, you really need to huddle with your marketing team and go figure out a plan on like, how do we get our army of SDRs and AEs who are doing prospecting to not only send responsibly and decrease the volume and put some caps on that stuff, but to effectively build a full funnel where they're putting content out Someone engages with it and then they can go deploy a cold call again and touch that person. Like that's yeah. okay too. Someone, someone, someone likes a status that I put on like a LinkedIn post. You bet your ass I want to call them. Like I want to figure mm-hmm. out a way to call them or get in front of them if they're not on pitch fire yet. And the, the same motion could be built and enabled by marketing. So I recommend yeah. definitely getting some alignment on that end and, and seeing if you can do some stuff there. Uh, do you want to plug anything? We got like two minutes left. You can say anything you want. You hiring? You looking for people? You, you searching for your, 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 you know, are you looking for or like, Jenny? Or yeah. searching for that Jenny that you kept referring to. Where are you, um, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> your name is Jenny. Please apply. Well, funny that you said that because I do think that's another really cool caveat of this is more alignment with, with marketing and sales. Like to your point, and again, knock on wood, I, I am genuine when I say this, like this is the most aligned I've ever been on like a sales and marketing org. We do, it's total dream teamwork makes a dream work mentality. It's total like us as not a marketing versus sales. It's like very, very aligned, which I love. Um, but I think it's a good opportunity for us to get even tighter and better there, which we already have and for other orgs to do that. Um, so that's cool. I love it. And then, yeah, we are, we are hiring, um, looking to have 
some people start in January. So I don't know if this is going to come out before that or not, but if it is January, if it's December, whatever, yep. uh, we're hiring for It'll January. Be yep. They'll be out. I'll, we'll plug it. So let's plug it then. So yeah, we're looking for creative, excited, inspired, uh, people who want to do well in this new world. And again, like, uh, I always hated the like quality quantity balance of the role. Cause it is, it is reality to what you said. You send out 10 amazing videos, three of them book meetings, seven of them might have gone unread and that's not your fault. So you, if you need nine meetings, you got to do that 30 times knowing that some of this is not going to happen. So there is that number game, but I'm really excited about the quality focus that will, will happen because of this change. And all of the, again, new creative ideas that we're not even talking to right now that are also going to come out that we'll see people doing like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, if you're someone who wants to be a part of that fun new journey and, and do it at an org that's aligned with marketing and sales and, uh, you know, flash a little bit more of the creativity that maybe you can't right now because you're just sent hammering the phones and hammering the emails, apply, let me know. Um, and that's, that's sort of the plug. I hope also people have a good holiday break. Wow. That's so nice. What a, what a good soul. Um, Matt, <laughs> thank you. And congratulations on being the OG for this giant viral wave of posts that came up on LinkedIn. Um, everyone else, if you are someone that gets cold called or cold emailed, or you work in marketing or sales or RevOps, and you want to make some extra income this holiday season from uh, for gifts or whatever you want to do for the holidays, maybe you want to travel, go make a Pitchfire account. You can go to pitchfire.com right now. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. We only make money if you make money. And um, if you're a salesperson, you also can browse their marketplace. There's like 800 people in there right now that you can pitch. Uh, go take a look. Uh, you pay them, they'll, they'll respond. If they don't respond, you don't get charged. So life is good. Thank you very much for being on that. I appreciate it. Everyone else have a good day.